everybody to the Extra Life Podcast, the most controversial podcast in gaming. I'm your host, Hattie, joined by my co-host, Christian. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yo, yo, yo. What is good, homie? It's good to be back again. It's good to be back. We weren't lying. We're, we're not going to disappear for a year. We are back. This is a little bit different in terms of episodes. <laughs> it's a little bit different. Uh, so so here's, it's, here's how it's going to work. This episode's going to be pushed to two different parts. Uh, one is the episode you're listening to right now, and then there's going to be an episode next week uh, discussing a couple of uh, the Mick Gordon situation and Smash World Tour situation. This episode, we're going to be focusing on Game Awards and some other news and whatnot. So stick around. Um, and yeah, you guys got content for a little bit. Um, I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah, that that's how it's going to work. Um, yes, sir. It's gonna be a doozy. It's gonna be a doozy. Uh, so let's go. Let's go into our first section. What have we been doing with with our lives in in gaming specifically? Uh, me, I've been really, really invested in the new Spider Man, uh, the Miles Morales stuff. That one, that's been fun. I've actually really enjoyed that. Okay. Okay. It's the port. It's really, really good. Um, I don't have a lot. To, I mean, it's a lot like the Marvel Spider-Man that that came before it. I think I talked about that last time. Um, pretty pretty good. I I, I really enjoy how the movement feels. Everything. It's an old game. It's an old game by by now standards. But yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with that. And you know, I you know been playing uh, multiverses. You know, just been chilling. Basically, just playing old games. I've just been having fun with that. Older games, relaxing, chilling. Not bad, not bad. I mean, I I played um, when Spider-Man originally came out for the PS5, I think it was, right? Like, it was a PS5 title or a 4 title? It was PS4. Yeah, I, I, originally, I played the original one. I never played the Miles Morales one, but I mean, I, I've always heard just good things about it. Like, it, I'm going to assume it's a really good game. It's pretty fun. And what else have I been doing? It's crazy. I, I thought about this question a lot. Um, you know what's crazy? I've been actually getting back into... Um, this is my good friend, Madman. Um, been getting back into my childhood of game, uh, Toontown. Toontown Corporate Toontown. Clash. Oh my goodness. Oh my, it's actually so much more grindy than I thought it was. Uh, I feel like you don't realize that, like... When you're first playing it to, like, when you're older and you realize how games work? Yeah, I mean, it It was, it was, um, crazy. I, I don't know, it, it's just like, you have to do this and, like, a million different times. Oh, and also, Sonic Frontiers. I totally forgot. That also wasn't out the last time I recorded. What a f fantastic game. I am so, so, so happy it turned out the way it did. I obviously have complaints. I obviously have complaints. I've made them very clear. I think this is a good step in the right direction. Do I think that Sonic, the Shot Sonic franchise, should follow this repetitive nature? No, because that is what they did with the uh, the Dash formula, and that shit didn't work. I mean, there's obviously a lot of stuff that did work. Obviously, the open landscape of just running around was awesome. But, you know, the cyberspace levels were very clanky. The 2D stuff was a little clanky. 
there's obviously a little bit of kinks that they needed to work out. So, frankly, there was a couple corners that should have been caught, but honestly, the Supersonic parts were some of the coolest shit I've ever seen in this in, in Sonic games ever. Even, like, better than the Sonic Adventure 2 ending when you're, like, fighting in space. It's one of the most badass shit, especially, like, with, like, the music that's going on. I mean, Sonic music has, has always been phenomenal for for years and years. But it, it was just so badass. It was some of the coolest shit ever. Very solid. It's a very, very decent lineup of stuff you've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> for uh, So for me, on the other hand, it's uh, not as crazy as yours. But um, let's see. The main thing I've been doing is obviously been playing the crap out of Pokemon Violet. So uh, that's right. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Violet. It's honestly, it's really good. Okay. Despite the technical flaws of the game with like the graphics and how literally it runs at two frames per second, <laughs> 99% of the time, the game is really good. The like the formula, how it's made with like you can choose your own path and like, you can go and do the gym battles or the Titans, whatever. That that's that that's kind of like, eh, because like there is a certain way you should do everything because you have to do some of this stuff before you progress further. Just through game mechanics, what you need to like advance into the game. But like the idea is there, and it's it's really good. The open world like just runs fluid now. Like it's not where if you remember in Sword and Shield where it was like. You had the two big open areas and then everything else was like a few second loading screen to go in and out of places and stuff like that. That doesn't exist here. Like it's nice and fluid now. So like if you just take away like the graphical issues, the game is really good and it's actually kind of challenging. I've been saying this for a while. I've wanted a challenging Pokemon game. And finally, this is this is actually kind of challenging. Like it's making me think about my team and move sets and everything. So I applaud them for that. Um, aside from that, I mean, it's pretty much the standard, you know, I'm still grinding Overwatch because it's just if it kills the itch I have for competitive video gaming. And, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I dabble in Call of Duty here and there, but like eh, it's COD, like it gets stale after like an hour. So that's fair. Yeah. I mean, it's another COD game. It's just like a money printing machine at this point produce true. another cod i will say though it's definitely better than like the previous two so it was like cold war and vanguard like definitely better than those two but at the end of the day it's still cod like it's still the same rinse and repeat formula so like i get my itch for like an hour and then like that's enough to be like okay i'm done with this i'm gonna go back to pokemon for the day so that's just pretty much all i've been doing so just kind of wait until like Big releases, I guess. Well, all right then. And I think it's time we get into our news section. I got a fun one today. You know, it's that time of year again. But first, let's go over some stuff that um we went over last time. The with the bayonet of voice actor with the Helena Taylor, the um accusations against uh Helen Ta- Taylor against the um producers of Bayonetta actually turned out to be false. Um. Which is crazy, because the guy who who made Bayonetta was acting like an idiot. 
You, you would think that the guy who acted like a jackass the most is in the wrong, but apparently he wasn't. Apparently, Helena Taylor lied about the amount offered. Um, uh, she apparently was offered 10000 and not the 4000 She said she was offered. Um, she, was, she said that it, it, it's absurd that she shouldn't be making more from a a two like a million dollar franchise, which I have to agree with, but unfortunately, you can't make lies and then come with demands. That that's the problem. You, you gotta be honest. Be like, yeah, I. If she went in and say I only made ten thousand dollars, was only offered ten thousand dollars for the amount of work that I had to put into that I thought was not fair, even by union standards. I mean, that would have been a fair that would have been a fair point. You could have had that criticism. But you didn't make that. And then when they offered you the flat fee of like about four thousand for five uh for five sessions, you just like made like a whole, you know, we're saying that was the initial offer. I don't know. I, I think it's a little weird that she was lying about the whole thing. I don't know. I, I do think that the voice actors needed to be needs to be treated better and with more respect and you know what like with you know they do a lot they definitely do a lot and they definitely enhance the game take the new Pokemon games for example I mean a lot of the criticism was that the game just kind of feels empty without voice acting I mean voice actings can make make or break a game um so yeah. That's... Yeah, I mean, like with with this whole situation, it, it it's one of those like when you make an accusation like that, I feel like you have to be very truthful in what you say from the beginning, because now where like you know all this came up, that's like okay, you weren't just offered this; you were actually offered this much money. You know now now you look like a piece of shit for lying, and now you're just putting like a bad rep on other people because like. You know, like all all the stuff eventually is going to come out like the, you, people are going to find out what you actually got paid for it or what you were offered for it. So, like, why not just be upfront and honest about it at, from like the get go? I, I still think like what she was offered was still a very low amount of money for what she was doing. I think it definitely should have been a little bit more than that. But don't just say you were only offered what like what you said it was like, what, four thousand dollars or something like that. I believe that's what she initially said, yes. I think yeah. her sta initial statement was deleted, but yes, I think her initially she said uh, $4,000. Yeah, like, if she came up and just said, like, what she was offered in total, I think the story would have been much better, because then, like, nobody's gonna go digging and show, like, okay, you made, you actually made this, or, oh, you were offered this to, like, add on to what the 4000 was. Like the these types of situations, especially in like the gaming culture, because us us gamers we're a different a different breed. I like to say, you know, like you you have to come like with all of your facts and like all of the receipts up front, because we will dig, we will find it, and then we will ruin you for it if you lie. Yeah, and unfortunately, this is the case. Uh, like I said, I'm sure she deserved more than even the ten thousand dollars in total that what she got paid for it if that's what she did get paid i still believe she deserves more than that but the fact that she lied at the beginning to get the sympathy and to get the pity and now there's other stuff coming out from it and it's like eh, you know believed you at first you lied 
now I don't know what to believe. So. Yeah, I I have to agree with you. I, you know, it's, you know, it is what it is. I, I, I mean, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's about that. And now we get on to our favorite annual, annual, annual section for the news section. Talk about the Game Awards, baby. They're Hell back. Hell yeah. I'm They're excited back. for this one. Yeah, there's full full disclosure by the way. I have not looked into any of the nominees. So everything that I'm going to talk Wasn't about last year too. Pretty sure yeah, last like... year last year I didn't know anything either. But like I'm, I'm I just want to state it. I have no idea what they are. I'm still looking at the categories on my computer and I did not click on any of them yet. I already so, voted, so I already of know. Of course. So my reactions to all of this is that is going to be like 100% genuine because I have no idea what's on these li- on the categories here. Here's the thing. I don't think there were really any stinkers this year. I mean, besides my personal opinions uh, from certain games, but uh, I don't think there were any bad, like truly deplorable, stinky games that were nominated this year. I think they all have, well... I think one is more likely to win than the rest, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. We'll we'll get into it. You got you got you got the categories opened. I do. I'm looking at it. 2022 nominees. Search game publisher person, and then very first brick is gonna be a game of the year. We're we're gonna go in hot as shit here. Yeah, All we're right. going in hot. All right. Let's. I'm clicking on it. I'm clicking. All right. So I don't, fu- I don't fucking like it. <laughs> Already? <laughs> I don't that was like fast. It. <laughs> well, okay, okay. Well, well, first, let me read the nominees for everyone who, <laughs> who didn't see. The nominees for Game of the Year is A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. All right. What don't you like about this? I mean, I think these are pretty fair in terms of minus one i don't think maybe not xenoblade but i I have not even a huge xenoblade to begin fan to begin with so all right off off the rip okay Mm -hmm. god of war ragnarok literally came out what last month people are saying it's a masterpiece though people are saying that it's like one of the best games of the year listen i I said i said this about I said this about when God of War originally got rebooted and came out a couple years ago. I didn't like it then. I still don't like it now. I respect it, but I don't like it. Uh, really? I agree with Elden Ring. I played it. I suck at it. But yeah, I let's just it. cut the bullshit. I'm I'm like 99% sure Elden Ring's winning the reward yeah, regardless. I, I, think I, I don't I don't win. I don't think anything else here really has a shot. Elden Ring took it was almost what everyone talked about for a span of a quarter. Everyone was talking about Elden Ring constantly. It, it was yes. just like everyone was on our minds. <clears throat> what are the good things, the bad things? People said it was breathtaking. People said it was hard, frustrating. You know, the whole bullshit on whether games are too hard came up. It, regardless of what everyone says. Um, me, personally, I also have picky. I don't like A Plague Tale. I think A Plague Tale is a... It's just it's literally my least favorite game. The first game is literally my least favorite game. I started playing the second one. I have not finished it. Because it followed yeah, very I wasn't, similar. I was not a fan of Requiem. I played the first one. I kind of enjoyed it because it was just different at the time. Have not I, played this one yet, I, so I don't know. 
I think the main character is the most annoying character in video game ever. I think uh, he, I think Hugo is the most annoying character ever. <laughs> he is so whiny. Ninety nine percent of the time, it's his fault. I, I think uh, he's like one of the worst written characters. Stray, good job for these guys. I'm pretty sure this was this is an indie game, so good for them. It for is. I'm, I'm actually very happy to see Stray on here. I played Stray and I really like it. I, I honestly hear a do lot like of it. good things. I it's on my bucket list. I will say this. And like this, this might upset some of the people in our community, but hey, that's why we're here. I don't think it's a game of the year nominee, but I'm very happy to see it there because it is an indie game. So that's really cool. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I was very surprised to see that. Uh, I'm a pretty big Xenoblade fan. I played all of them. Have not played three like that. That's on my list to play. But from what I understand, it's a really good game. So happy to and see that. And then I heard good things about Horizon Forbidden West. That's what I'm saying. None, there are no stinkers on, on this list. There's no Last of Us 2 this year. <clears throat> God of War Ragnarok. <clears throat> stinker. <clears throat> <laughs> but, but objectively, it's not. I could say A Plague Tale is a stinker, but like objectively, no, it's know, a good game. I know. Objectively, I know. it is a fun game that pe- a lot of people like. See, that I, I can't hate it for that reason. I just... It's... It, it's kind of like how you know how they rebu- rebooted the Assassin's Creed franchise with Odyssey and um, the other yeah. one. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of like that. Like, that's not what Assassin's Creed was. And this is not what God of War is. That's that's my gripe with the God of War game. Like, it, it's uh, I don't know. And Her- Horizon, I, I haven't played the first one, so I have no opinion on this one. All right. Next. Uh, Best next. game direction. Yep. Wow. Ordered for what a shocker creative, here. <laughs> creative vision and innovation, game direction, and design. The shocker is that a lot of them are very similar. Your nominees are Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, a new one, Immortality, and Stray. Um, frankly, I really hope Stray wins this one. I, 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 out, of, out of all the awards that Stray should win, I think it's this one. So, be, just because of what this uh, category is, which is best game direction. Elder Ring's been done. God of War Ragnarok's been done. Horizon's been done. I don't, I don't know. know I, also, I, also can, I can also argue for Elder Ring. Elder Ring has like its own book to it. Like in like every crevice is explorable. It I, I does, think it's one of the mo- it's, most It's literally, it's, it's just another uh, Souls game. Stray is literally one of the only ones on here. Minus Immortality, because I don't know what that is. But Stray is completely different from all of these games on this list. And I, I really do think for this specific category, Stray should win this one. Like, I haven't it, it's really just, even heard about Immortality. I don't even know what yeah, game. I have no idea what that is. That, that's I've totally... never even heard of it. Hold up. Look it up right now. I think I did this quick live. Search. Yeah, I'm doing a quick search. What the f- What the hell? What the hell? I'm it's, scared. It's like <laughs> much of the plot is shown through secret footage the player reveals by manipulating the footage from the film's TV interviews. You see, because of this, the plot progresses in a non-chronological, broken narrative format. This sounds sick. This does sound sick as fuck. I have literally heard and heard no one ever talk about this, which is (laughs) the most crazy thing. I've never heard anyone talk about this game. All right, so, so maybe Immortality might win this one too. I really think one of those two should win it, only because... Elden Ring, God of War, and Horizon Forbidden West, that formula's been done. 
like it's it's been done, so we need something different here. So I, I I honestly think one of those should win it. Oh, it's like one of those um, it's like one of those like the forest. It's like oh, not the, it's okay, like, okay, or the quark quarry. Like one of those like you just watch a film and then choose. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Let's go to the next category, shall we? Best, Best narrative. Narrative. Oh, wow. Shocker. <laughs> I mean, obviously we're gonna see this. A Plague Tale. The nominees are Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, and Immortality. I think we've all I mean, okay. Narrative wise, let's think about this. I think God of War has a great way to tell a narrative. Even objectively, I think it's great. Elden Ring, I think, has the most creative way of telling a story because a lot of it you gotta kind of seek out. It's like not all given to you. I mean, obviously the basic plot, but like a lot of like the hit like lore and like if you want to get super into it, you gotta kind of seek it out. You know, through like the yeah, weapons, it, enemies, and whatnot. It, it kind of reminds me of uh, with Destiny. Like with, with Destiny, like you get you get the basics of it. But as you're playing the game and you listen to the dialogue between characters and like you go back and read some of the uh, grimoires that you earn throughout the game, that's how you can get really invested into the lore. But it's not presented to you. You have to go get it. That's kind of what Elden Ring is to me. Yeah, I mean, A Plague Tale is pretty standard in terms of uh, narrative telling. It's, you know, whatever. I think Elden Ring's pretty good. I think God of War is pretty good. Rise of Forbidden West is pretty good. I really can't speak for Immortality once again. I mean, yeah, for unfortunately, any Immortality I can't. fans, just know I'm sorry. Please, please yeah. flame us on Twitter, please. Yeah, I will please. openly take the flame. I will take I, the flame as well. I, I think for the best narrative, though, I really do think it's it's going to be a close battle between Ragnarok and Forbidden West. Because really, I think again, Elden Ring might win this one. Like I, I don't know because be a... as much as I hate God of War and Horizon, the storytelling is really good and it, it just like it, it sucks you in. Like it, it, it makes you want to play the game more. Elden Ring punishes you for playing the game. I'm sorry. <laughs> it does, but like people like, love that. I know, I, I I get it, but like it literally like it punishes you so hard for just playing the game. But I think it punishes you. I think it's like more realistic. I don't know. I don't want to get into this argument. I, I think I like eh. that style of of like combat having consequences. It shouldn't be easy to take out a giant behemoth of a person. That's true. It's very true. It, it should. It shouldn't be easy to one hit or just press X. It should be complicated and dodging and shielding and healing up. And whatnot. Respect. All right, on on to the next one with best art direction. Uh, the nominees are Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Scorn, and Stray. Um, I mean, see, this one is tough because it is. All of these games are so good in their own way. And I, I say that with Scorn being on here. You've you've looked into Scorn, right? Absolutely, yeah. That that shit the, looks so cool. The ending of Scorn. Uh, uh, spoil free. Just make sure. Uh, I'm I'm gonna tell you to watch it, but just make sure no one else is around you when you watch it because it's sus as shit. Just just 
That's I mean, what it's, I'm gonna it's leave one it. of the definitely more visually striking. Yeah, but all of these games, games are like, yeah, honestly, with with this category, any one of these can win regardless of who wins. I will accept it because they're all like visually stunning and amazing, especially yeah. e- even Elden Ring. Elden Ring style is freaking fen- phenomenal. I think, yeah, I really think, I mean, Stray has, like, kind of, like, the cyberpunk score is kind of, like, the weird, like, meaty crevice and, like, gross, like, the forests of Horizon Forbidden West and, you know, God of War Ragnarok, you know. It's, it's, you know, it's all every, good. Yeah. It's all, all good. Best score. Okay. It's a good one. Uh, a Plague Tale Requiem. Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Metal Hellsinger, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Uh, All I'm going to say for this category, if Metal Hellsinger doesn't win, (laughs) this is all fucking rigged. (laughs) All I'm going to say. Bro, Elden Ring soundtrack is kind of a bop, though. Do you know what Metal Hellsinger is, though? I do, I do, yes. That's why I was laughing. It's very funny. They got freaking Sergei Tankin from System of a Down to <laughs> sing in this freaking uh, game. That this this so this game has to win. It has to. That is so very good. Funny. But they they all again like they all have good soundtracks. Like like honestly, just just everything. Oh, it's it's hard, it's, especially with like JRPGs like Xenoblade. Any JRPG, the soundtrack is going to be amazing. It's just look at Persona 5. Absolutely amazing. So uh, uh, it's hard. This, this is a hard one again. Well, a best audio design. Ooh. Another another technical one. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Warfare. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Warfare. Elden Ring. God of War Ragnarok, Gran Turismo, Turismo, bro, what's going on? Gran Turismo <laughs> Seven and for Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, besides my dyslexic uh panic attack, um, I don't know. Didn't Gran just, Turismo win last year? I'm not sure. I think Forza might have done it. Uh, I don't know. This one's a little tricky because like. Uh, it's like in-game audio, right? Yeah. So like, Call of Duty always nails it with like the gun sounds and the footsteps and just everything about the game is like usually on point. But there's like a different tone when it comes to car games and racing games. Yeah. Because they they make every engine sound different. Like, no matter what car you pick, it's always going to sound different. Like when it comes to like the, the engine freaking blaring, the tire screeching, whatever it is, it's always different from the next car. So this one's a little this one's a little rough. Uh, but I mean, the effects in Elden Ring and God of War is amazing. Same with Horizon. Like it's another one of those tough ones where it's like any one of these could win and it's not going to be a letdown who wins. Yeah, yeah. I have really nothing to say about that. Uh, best performance. Um, once again, you know, voice acting important. Uh, yes, very. The nominees are Horizon Forbidden West, Ashley Berg, A Plague Tale Requiem, Charlotte McBurney, 
God of War, Ragnarok, Christopher Judge, Immortality, Man Engage, and God of War, Ragnarok, Sonny Suljic. I mean, it's very clear that they're favoring God of War in this category. They I are. Mean, yeah. I mean, I've heard all of these guys talk. They're all, I mean, besides Immortality, they're all good. They're good. I mean, there's no yeah. really one performance that stands out to me. It's nothing like I'm like jumping at my uh, jumping out of my seat for one of the performances. I, I will say though, anytime Kratos does talk, aka Christopher Judge, it it gives me chills. It it, it is it, cool. He has a cool voice. He has a good voice. Yes, cool... but again, they, they, all of these voice actors, they they do a phenomenal job. Like that's they definitely do. Absolutely, games for impact. Your nominees are A Memoir Blue, As Dusk Falls, Citizen Sleeper, Endlink, Extinction is Forever, Hindsight, and I Was a Teenage Exocolonist? All right. Well, Um, so the only game on this list that I played was Citizen Sleeper because that's funny. The only game I played was A Memoir Blue. (laughs) So, (laughs) so like, shout out to Xbox Game Pass, but. Oh man, I'm gonna have to do some research into these games after this is over. But a Memoir Blue is fantastic. It's a point and click, uh, you know, going through a story of a swimmer and her mother's relationship. Uh, it's very, very good. Um, you know, very emotional and whatnot. Um, I've seen a couple things that I've definitely been want to check out, especially Emily Extinction is Forever. I've seen that one definitely before, and As Ducks Falls, I've seen that one. I haven't heard too much about I was a teenage exocolonist or hindsight, but. Listen, I will say when it comes to games for impact, the only game that should ever be on this category and win every single freaking year is. um. It's, it's not going to be Edith Finch. You can't you can't just keep throwing Edith Finch out there. <laughs> it's it's got to give other people a chance. They don't need a chance. That game is perfection. It 10 is out of good. 10 would recommend. It I would give my firstborn son to replay that game for the first time again. That All right. Game, well, that game is, it, it is a journey. Uh, definitely so game. good. Definitely. So definitely good. play all these games. A lot of these games. I think games with like much more like serious and meaningful experiences are always good to play, especially, you know, if you're in for like a good story, because I think they're more human, but yeah. Best ongoing. Oh, here we go. Oh my god. I got yeah. I got a bit of things to say after you <laughs> say this shit. Alright, best ongoing. Your nominees are Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. Final Fantasy 14, I can't wait to see them receive the reward again. Or Fortnite, which also might win the reward again. Both these both Two two of these games are gonna one of these is gonna win either Final Fantasy or Fortnite. I think probably Final Fantasy is probably gonna win again. Listen, listen, listen very well here for all of our extra life listeners. Destiny Two needs to win this, okay? And I only say this because I took a very long hiatus off of Destiny Two. I think I took almost like a whole year off of the game. I came back two seasons ago. The amount of stuff they have pumped into this game now and the way that they change how the game plays over time is amazing. For once, they're like listening to us and actually adding in things that we want. And it's amazing. 
I truly believe Destiny 2 should win it this year. And I'm not only saying that because fuck Fortnite in, in all capacities, but like, I, I, uh, I don't know. I really do think Destiny 2 deserves it. And also screw Apex Legends because they're screwing all over all their content creators. So, yeah, um, I've got no opinion on this one. It's not like Warframe's <laughs> on this list. Uh. Final Fantasy, I mean, obviously has a strong player base. Fortnite, obviously has a strong player base. Genshin Impact, kind of dying out. I don't know why it's really on this list. Uh, it was pretty big when it came out. It did win an award when it came out. I remember. It did win it did. something. It did, but... It's, it's a phenomenal died. game, but yeah, it's definitely dying. So, yeah. Ooh. We'll see where that goes. It's definitely, you know, one of those games. Also, one of like, our le- favorite categories is up next, buddy. Uh, I know, I know. I'm excited about this one. I love this category. It is best indie games. If you are a fan of Extra Life Podcast, we know we are definitely a big supporter of indie creators, especially indie creators who love to flex their creativity muscles. And I'm already seeing four of these games uh, uh, of listed I know of, and they're all phenomenal. So your nominees yes. are um, Cult of the Lamb by Massive Monster, Neon White by Angel Matrix, Sifu by Slow Clap, Stray by Blue Twelve Studio, and Tunic by Tunic Team. Um. So yeah, I mean, all those studios definitely had a very small team, small budget, and they were all phenomenal. Stray once again on the Game of the Year list, one of the most most breathtaking and emotional stories out there. Uh, you know, it's about a cat, so it's cute as well. Uh, the platforming's fun and intuitive. The puzzles are good. Sifu, it's like all about. I'm pretty sure that's the martial arts one, right? So yep. you gotta fight your way. You know, it's a great game. Cult of the Lamb, great, great game. Tunic, super, super fun. I haven't heard about Neon White though. But I'll that, definitely... I was actually about to chime in. That's the only game on this list that I don't know is Neon White. Uh, I played Stray. I haven't played Sifu, but I've watched it. It looks like kind it. of like a Persona game, but I could be wrong. Or... Yeah, Cult of the Cult of the Lamb. I haven't played it, but I've seen gameplay of it. Tunic, I've played and loved. Like all, all of these games deserve to win. All, all five of them deserve the title, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. I truly think Stray's gonna win it, though. Yeah, like, yeah, hundred percent. It it's gonna very it's gonna strong win. favor to win. But Either like, that realistically, or Cult of the Lamb. Yeah, I, but I realistically. Like, whoever wins this title deserves it. Because, like, like you said, like, we're huge indie guys. Like, we advocate for the indie developers, so. Yep. Best mobile game. All right. Let me just, let me just say this right now before, before we get to the Game Awards. Hey, Game Awards. It's your friends at Extra Life Podcast. We know you like to do the right thing. So, please, by whatever means necessary, do not let... Diablo Immortal win best mobile game. <laughs> do not. I you were going to say it. Do not let them win best mobile game. Please, for the love of God, you will receive a hate thread. Not by us, but by probably everybody. the entire. Everybody. So much larger than you could have ever imagined. I mean, it, it, it'd be crazy. That being said, now that my disclaimer is out, best mobile game nominees are Apex Legends Mobile, Diablo Immortal. Genshin Impact, Marvel Snap, and Tower of Fantasy. Listen, I think I maybe played Marvel Snap once. <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not a mobile gamer. I don't play. I play like the shitty 
flying gorilla games that you see, like the really <laughs> shitty ones. That's that's what I play. The one that like that your dad probably plays. Listen, uh, the the only mobile game I play on my phone is Sudoku. All right. So, so unless, I really can't that speak, comes up on but here. but please, for the love of God, do not let Diablo. Win. That game should that that'd be a hate crime. If it that would. game won. I, let's let's be real though. It's it's probably going to be Apex or Genshin who wins this one. Like probably if, if or Marvel Snap. It. Marvel Snap was pretty big as well amongst mobile gamers. I could see it. All right, what's next? Best what's next? community support sponsored by Discord. Hey. Get your Discord to gay. Hey, I already know who's going to win this title, so it's fine. Uh, your nominees are Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. I mean, I'm pretty sure Final Fantasy 14. I, I... It probably will. But realistically speaking, it should be No Man's Sky. It should like, be, but no Final Man's Fantasy XIV is going to win. It, no Man's Sky is the definition of community support. You you say anything about the game that it's buggy, glitchy, whatever, they fix it. They fix it, and they fix it for free. Everything about No Man's Sky is free. <laughs> All of their major, major updates, free. Like, there's, there's no battle pass, there's no season pass you have to buy, there's no purchasing skins or anything like the other four games on this list. No Man's Sky needs to win. It's not going to, it's going to be Final Fantasy or Fortnite, but eh, we can all dream, right? Yeah, yeah. Innovation and inex- in, in, inaccessibility. In, in accessibility. Your nominees are As Dusk Falls, God of War Ragnarok, Return to Monkey Island, The Last of Us Part 1 Remake, and The Quarry. Yes, I'm not talking about The Last of Us Part 1, you know, the normal Last of Us Part 1. You know, they remade it this year for some reason. So they could probably get another game of the year, but they didn't. So fuck you, Last of Us. You're not, and you're probably going to get this one, though. Realistically, they're probably going to win this one. I'm kind of happy to see this in in the categories, though, because no one really talks about, like people who do struggle to like play games normally and they do need the help to play it. It doesn't yeah. really get talked about a lot in the gaming community. I think it does need to be recognized more because there is a lot of gamers out there who do have problems who can't fully enjoy a game like me and you can, you know, they, they need the extra steps or they need the extra like um, products to help them play the game. So anytime a game implements that I am 100% on board with it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So realistically, any one of these five can win and I won't be upset because, again, it's it's pushing the boundary and it's allowing people to play games. It's allowing a wider audience to enjoy playing the game. And again, at the end of the day, we're all gamers. We all just want to play video games. Doesn't matter if you're disabled anything. We want you to play a game. So I'm all for it. Best VR and AR experiences. Just before before you name any of these games, I am very upset that I can't enjoy VR like other people because it takes about five minutes and I just get motion sickness to hell and I have to stop. So I'm very upset that I can't enjoy it like other people can. Sounds like a skill issue. It is Your a skill issue. Are <laughs> after the fall, Among Us VR. Phone Lab, 
Moss Book 2 and Red Matter 2. First off, let me just say, Among Us VR should not win. And here is why. I think Among Us is a fantastic game. I think that it's, it's, it's a good party game to play out. I think the internet memed it a lot. And I think that it was over-memed. But I think the game itself is good. Among Us VR was launched in a state of kind of brokenness. And there was like a lot of... It wasn't like a lot of content. The game just is kind of different now. There's no... It's not a no-talkie. It's proximity chat now. Um, and yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think it should win. Bone Lab, I've heard good things. And After the Fall, I've heard good things. I haven't really heard about the other two. But yeah. I Yo. want VR. I'm hoping to get it by next year, and so hopefully I can play some of these. Where, where, the, where the hell is freaking Beat Saber, bro? I don't think it was released <laughs> this year. Don't think that. I think that's. I think they're a couple of years too late. <laughs> uh, that's anytime someone talks about VR, that's all I think about is just Beat uh, where, Saber. Yeah, where's Beat Saber? What about <laughs> VR Chat? Yo. Um, best action game. It's funny, we just talked about one of these. Your nominees are Bayonetta 3, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, Sifu, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Uh, In my (laughs) personal opinion, Neon White or Sifu should win because it's an indie game and they deserve it. I agree. Also, Sifu's also just sick. Um, Bayonetta always has some pretty good action. Call of Duty, I mean, Call of Duty. It's Call of Teen- Duty. Like, Teenage like I said Ninja in the beginning. Turtles, though, they are the coolest. So, back off the, from their award. Um, <laughs> best action and adventure game. Nominees are of Plague Tale Requiem, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. Um,. Uh- this this one's a little bit weird because it's like action adventure, but when I think of action adventure, I don't really think of Stray. <laughs> there are but, some yeah. action parts. I mean, but you're right. I also don't think of a Plague Tale. I mean, That's... maybe actually there are action in that. I guess it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, God of War Horizon's gonna win this Wins one hands win. down. Or Horizon Forbidden West. Oh, yeah. Either one. Still. Like I mean, we got we got two indie games on here too, just like last category. So like, it's it's a step forward. You're right. Best role playing games. Hold on. Am I looking at this right? <laughs> yeah. <What? laughs> just what? continue. There's this this is this really on the list? Elden Ring. Live a live. I don't even know what the hell. Live alive. I don't know. Pokemon Legends Arceus, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Alright, explain. I don't I don't see. The only thing I see is just the one award that's clearly gonna win, but no, continue. When was the last time we saw Pokemon on game on the game awards? <laughs> I mean you're right. That, that's you what I'm right. saying. Like that, that I'm shocked by it. Like You are right, but they're not gonna win. Eldering's gonna kick everyone's asses in I mean, they. I mean, Elden Ring exceeded in every single one of these categories that each of these games streamed of. Uh, all right. So, this this is like my category because I am a huge RPG guy, like huge RPG guy. I don't see Elden Ring as an RPG. Like, it has like RPG elements into it, but it's not so much an RPG. 
Like the other four games, yes. Uh, Ar- Arceus is also like a little weird because like it's Pokemon at the end of the day. But like uh, Triangle Strategy, Xenoblade and uh, Live a Live. Fantastic games, especially Triangle Strategy. Like that that's a really, really fun game. Highly recommend it. I mean, anything by Square Enix, I highly recommend. But yeah, it's unfortunate that Elden Ring is definitely going to win this. Yeah, I, I think it's very clear who's going to win that one. Uh, best fighting game. Ooh. Nominees are DNF Duel, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, All-Star Battle R, The King of Fighters XV, Multiverses, and Sifu. Uh, uh, I really love playing Multiverses. Multiverses is extremely fun. Oh, I, I was going to say Multiverses is probably going to win this one. I love that game. I, I'm I'm goaded at it, and it's fun. It's also Smash, so I, and I like Smash. I'm a Smash guy. My only issue with multiverses is, and it's that's kind of what stopped me from like playing it more than I probably am now, is like it feels clunky. Like I'm so used to Smash being smooth that like multiverses is just like a little bit on the l- slower side. Like it feels like your inputs are almost delayed. Yes, you can say that. I mean, a lot of the animation is different because they're all in different styles. So it would make sense that some of them might feel clunky. It kind of feels like maybe Mr. Game & Watch. I mean, that doesn't, it doesn't feel clunky in a way, but like for some that might feel clunky when you first pick that character up, right? Because it's, it, instead, of, instead of walking, you're kind of like scrolling. Yeah, but I mean, again, great game though. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, great game. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It is a phenomenal game. Best family game. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Nintendo Switch Sports. And Splatoon 3. I Nintendo think... Switch Sports. You don't you think that's that's gonna has end? to be. Has to be. That have you played it yet? Uh, yeah, I heard it was awful. I heard it was like really boring after. It all right. It's only boring when you play by yourself, bro. You get like four people to play with you or something, or like you're just hanging out with a bunch of friends and you want to ruin a friendship really quick. Play it. Fair enough. You know? I mean, I, I played Kirby was was great. It was a great, fantastic game. I very enjoyed that. It's like a very casual game. I haven't played the Mario and Rabbids uh, new game, and I have not played Splatoon. I have not played Lego Star Wars. But, yeah. But we'll, so we'll see who wins this one. Should be good. Best sim or strategy game. Your nominees are Dune Spice Wars, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, Total War Warhammer 3, Two Point Campus, and Victoria 3. Uh, me personally, I think it's probably going to go to Two Point Campus just because uh, Two Point I, Hospital I was Dune really good. I think Doom might win. It, has it might, but like Two Point Campus was really, really good. And if you've played uh, Two Point's Hospital, it's like the same thing, but like Campus Life now. And it's it's so good. Uh, The only other game on here I've played was Mario and Rabbit, Mario Rabbids game. So I can't speak on the other three, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's honestly like 
going back to all the other categories, like all of them deserve to win in these categories. Like they're all so good. Like you said, there's not like that many big stinkers on the list, but like they're they're just all so good. Yeah. Yeah. Best sports racing games. Nominees are F122 FIFA 23, NBA 2K23, Gran Turismo 7, and Ollie Ollie World. Uh, I'm going to preface this right now. Fuck Formula 122 because EA Sports. Fuck FIFA 23 because of EA Sports. Fuck for- NBA. Forget about 2K. NBA 2K23 because 2K. Uh, Gran Turismo 7, sure. Ollie Ollie World deserves it. That game was so fun. Was it? Oh yeah, I there's there's I think there's like two other ones too. There's Ali Ali one and two. I think it was. It's it's so fun. It's so fun. But like the the first two, fuck them because EA EA doesn't deserve anything good in their lives. They deserve to stub their toe on every corner. Uh, best multiplayer. The nominees are Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, Multiverses, Overwatch Two. Splatoon 3, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Uh, I mean, I'm going to be fully biased here, and it should 100% go to Overwatch 2. Despite the abysmal launch, despite the abysmal launch, Overwatch... Oh, excuse me. Overwatch 2 is amazing. They should have switched to the 5v5 a long time ago. Going free-to-play was amazing. The battle pass literally doesn't do anything for you, so like you don't need to pay for it. It's just so good. It's so good. I, I'm gonna assume you want multiverses to win this one. I mean, yeah, I I, I very much do. <laughs> yeah, I figured. Uh, Call of Duty doesn't need it because it's COD. Uh, Splatoon three maybe. Like it's really good. Uh, but I mean, like it, it's like a kid friendly first person shooter, right? So it's like. You're going to play this till you're like 12 and then you're going to go to Call of Duty. Um, and then TMNT Shredder's Revenge. I mean, it's, it's freaking turtles, man. Come on. Oh, that's great. Cool, They're cool. They are. It's great either them. way. Um, Content creator of the year. I'm shocked we're not on here. That's crazy. Uh, I know. We need to get it in touch to the directors of the game awards. It's crazy. It's crazy that we're not on this list. Especially me, really put my hours in this year <laughs> as a streamer full time. You know, you know how it is. Push out TV slash Hattie underscore live. Uh, your nominees are <laughs> Carl Jacobs, Ludwig, Nibelian, Nobru, and Cutie Cinderella. I'm just gonna say, uh, Ludwig, Ludwig. Nibelian, or Cutie. C- really, Ludwig? All right. Here, here's here's my here's my vouch for Nibelian. He got fucked over by Mob Psycho team. He needs he needs a win here. I mean, he's obviously fighting, you know, the union and all that. I don't know if you know. I don't know who Nebellion is. All right. It's a short, it's like a whole anime thing. Basically, he's the voice actor for Mob Psycho. Obviously, that's why his uh, character is the profile picture for Mob. Uh, He is the voice actor, the English voice actor, and he got fucked over. He was offered to voice him again. Uh, Cutie Cinderella also makes a ton of events, and I think her events are some of the greatest content on Twitch. Uh, I think Cutie deserves it over Ludwig. I th- Ludwig's mogul money was probably one of the funniest things I think I've watched, especially him starting off-brand. He's definitely done a lot. Uh, so either Cutie or Ludwig, that'd be great. 
either of them win. Uh, I don't know who the fuck Nobru is, and Carl Jacob, Dream Stands, go fuck yourselves. Yeah, I don't want Carl to win. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, the only reason I'm on, like, the Ludwig train is, like, I, I, I don't know, like, he... He's I've been like, he, he's, he's really funny. I've been watching his content a lot lately. Like, like him, XQC, uh, what is it, Kai, Kai Sun, whatever the hell his name is. Kai Sunat, uh, yeah. Yeah, like, all, all of those types of streamers have actually been providing me with, like, great content. And that's just, like, what Ludwig is, too. And, and not only, like, with his streams, but, like, he has, like, the mogul mail. That's how I get a lot of my news, aside from, like, you know, actually doing Extra Life. So like I, I don't know I just oh I've always liked Ludwig I I've liked him pretty much like right before he did that really long subathon so best debut at indie game ooh your nominees are Neon White Norco oh sorry I should read the the studios Neon White Angel Matrix Norco Geography of Robots what a Love cool it. what a cool studio name <laughs> Stray Blue Twelve Studio Tunic by Tunic Team and Vampire Survivors by Punkle. What the uh, hell? I mean, I'm pretty sure we know Stray's gonna win this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I Tunic will was say also though, phenomenal. I, I, I will say though, uh, Geography of Robots is a fantastic name for. Oh, a studio. I love that fucking name. I don't even know what Norco <laughs> is. It looks cool, but doesn't Geography matter. They already get, they already get a check in my book just for that freaking studio name. Best adaptation. Here's up for one for up for debate. Uh, oh, best oh, adaptation okay. nominees are Arcane League of Legends, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, The Cuphead Show, Sonic the Hedgehog Two, and Uncharted. Fuck Uncharted. Get that shit out of here. Let's talk about Agreed. the other four. Let's get. Let's talk about the other four. Let's talk about Arcane League of Legends. Let's talk about Cyberpunk. Let's talk about. The let's talk about Sonic the Hedgehog Two. All those are phenomenal shows. I mean, Arcane League of Legends was some of the greatest animation I think I've ever seen. Cyberpunk Edge Runners had the standard of any other anime that I've ever seen. I mean, the visuals were just great. It was like kind of like it was very bright and vibrant, and it had a fantastic story. And the ending destroyed me. The Cuphead show, it, I think it's a great way to Cuphead uh, franchise and kind of to like televised. Um, I mean, even if it didn't follow the story, I think it, it was still creative in its own self. And Sonic the Hedgehog 2, I think, I mean, they were obviously the innovation in making video game stuff actually good, especially on the big screen. So thank you to Sonic the Hedgehog uh, for making it good. I think Jim Carrey did a fantastic job as Dr. Eggman this time, and I everyone was really good. Um, uh, if I had to pick one, I'd probably say Arcane. Um... Really? You'd, you'd go with the League one? I, I'm thinking the Cyberpunk Edge Runners is definitely going to get it. I think it's really a fight between those two. I, I, think, I think the Cuphead show, even though it's great, I think you know not a lot of people have seen it. And Sonic the Hedgehog 2, I think, is like too much of like a specific franchise. I think Cyberpunk Edge Runners and Arcane League of Legends definitely have a shot. I agree. I think those are like the two. Best, most anticipated game. Is that what number is that? Is that six? Uh yeah, that's gonna be sixteen. Sixteen? Okay, yeah. Most anticipated game. Final Fantasy 16. Hogwarts Legacy. Resident Evil 4. Starfield and Legends of Zelda. Tears of the Kingdom. Legend of Zelda's gonna 
I mean, it was in contender last year with Elden Ring, and it didn't even have a name that time. It, I will. It, it got it got a close second. I will say, <coughs> um, the only game I could give two shits about is Starfield. No, uh, like I don't care for that. Uh, Resident Evil Four was amazing, so this remake is going to be great. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom, I guess so. I wasn't the biggest fan of Breath of the Wild, but I respect it. Uh, I'm a huge Final Fantasy buff, so of course I'm excited for this. And I'm genuinely excited about Hogwarts Legacy. Really? Like, that game m- might honestly get me to fucking stream. Like, <laughs> I am so excited for Hogwarts Legacy. I'm, I'm a huge Harry Potter guy, so. Didn't know that, but. Yeah, yeah. love it. G- good, good stuff all around. Best esports game. Uh, I wonder who's gonna win this one. No, I do, I don't know, man. This 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 actually, actually a battle. Yeah, you think? All right, I'll, we'll talk I'll, about I'll, it. Yeah, I'll give my opinion later. The Counter Strike Global Offensive, Dota Two, League of Legends, Rocket League, and Valorant. I really fucking want Rocket League to win. I think Rocket League is some of the greatest yeah. fucking esports. Rocket League for sure. That I, I that, was kind of leaning that you were gonna say Rocket League as well. I I, I think it's really so much. It's it. one of the most hype because like it's like the movement is so free, so some insane shit can happen. I really think League of Legends is. Gonna, I mean, just because it's fucking League, but I don't I don't know League. All right, so League is not dying by any means. So like no, when I abs- when absolutely I, not when the I League... say like when I say League <laughs> is dying, I mean the hype for League is dying. Like. If you're a league guy, you're going to watch it. Those numbers are always going to stay up. But I mean, I think they reached their peak with league. I don't think they can get more people to enjoy it because they already have that. I don't know. Arcane was pretty successful in getting more people. I think if they push a season two or even like other stuff like that, I think they could easily get more But I think after this year with Rocket League and like the way they structured their tournaments now and just the hype that's built around Rocket League now, I think it could very well be like a top three esport, in my opinion, because I've been watching a shit ton of Rocket League this year, and I love it. I'm literally like two games away from being a freaking um, a champ in Rocket League. That is how much I love this game. Like, I sit there and grind Rocket League. It deserves the win here. Well, uh, best esports athlete. Your nominees are, oh, fuck me. Okay, this is the part where I'm going to say, and I'm going to apologize, because these are spelled out, uh, but, you know, they're hard to pronounce, and I also yeah, am dyslexic. Yeah, I know. Alright, nominees are Jung Chovi, Jihoon, Lee Faker, San Hyuk, Finn Kerrigan, Anderson, Oleksandr, Simple, that's Russian, as fuck um <laughs> Kosti Liev and Jacob Yay White Taker You you um, you actually said Simple's last name pretty well like did it, I it was actually? it was almost it was right. almost I mean Simple there. is I a phenomenal it. CS:GO player Faker is a phenomenal League of Legends player I also watched him um off the rip it's going to be Faker Simple uh, one of those two are I, I mean I I think I think those two are definitely in tender for for this for sure I mean it it they're both phenomenal players and definitely goats in their own retrospect. Uh, best esports team: Dark Zero Esports, Phase Clan, 
Gen G, LA Thieves, and Loud. I think Gen G's gonna. No, I want I want Thieves to win. I am. I followed Nate Shot through and through from his beginnings. I love Nate Shot. Like hands down, I can't one of my favorite fa- creators. Fucking Phase is nominated again. That's funny. Well, screw Phase Clan. <laughs> I really hope LA Thieves win. I wanted to see Optic on here. I'm LA Thieves and Optic are like my two f- by far favorite esports orgs. I, I want mean, definitely, I, I want definitely, LA to win. Especially Optic's one of the olders ones out there i do i freaking love optic i i would give away so much to be on an optic team best esports coach we're getting to the end entry blade hrodensky e uh matthias <laughs> zaka tarasconi eric doombros sandgren robert robin Dahlstrom and go score Dong Bin. Um, I don't really know too much about sports or not sports. I, I know quite a lot about that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about esports coaches. Sorry. Um, me neither. I, I mean, yeah, whoever wins it wins it, man. Like, that, that's my opinion on it. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't follow like the, the coaching and the staff. Like, whenever I think of like. I talk about e-sports the players, te- yeah. Yeah, I only care about the players, realistically. Like, yeah, the, the players are nothing without their coaches and staff, but, like, I don't know, like, <laughs> whoever gets it, gets it, in my opinion. And then the final category, uh, EVO 2020, oh, best eSports event, I should have said that. Uh, your nominees <laughs> are EVO 2022, tw- 2022 League of Legends World Championship, PGL Major Antwerp 2022, the 2022-2022 Mid-Seasonal Invitational, and Valorant Champions 2022. League of Legends wins this every fucking year. There's no debate whether League of Legends is going to win this year. It was probably one of the most hype League of Legends World Championships that are today. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think this year's League World Champs was in uh, New York, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah. Uh, I think either the league or midseason invitational is going to win. One of those league two. League championship wins every year. I have no. I know. No doubt. I know. But like you know, one one can pray that something else can win. <laughs> uh, I I'm not too hopeful. Uh, but those are the nominees. I think they did really good this year. Uh, there wasn't a, there was a lot of choice that they had this year. Last year was kind of like kind of low for games. This is a pretty. It was a pretty good year for gaming. I have to it say. was. It was finally. We get a good year of gaming. <clears throat> but yeah. So that's gonna do it for us here at Extra Life. Make sure you follow us all over socials, uh, Twitter at Extra Life Cast, and on Twitch when we ever start streaming, and you know, our individuals, um, which is on the Twitter. Uh, and yeah, you know, make sure you follow us and do all your respective jobs and hopefully you'll stay tuned for next week's part where we talk about some juicy, juicy, juicy stuff. We're going to be talking about the Smash World Tour and we're going to be talking about the Jordan situation. So stick around for that and we'll see you some other time. Yes, sir. See you guys later.